0: This morning, we are continuing to look at Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. Uh, This week, we're doing a part two on don't take anything personally. Before I move into that, um, I want to say last week in one of the Zoom groups, and I hope Karen doesn't mind me naming her. (laughs) Karen actually... um, uh, um, mentioned the, um, I guess I did, I mentioned how much I appreciate him framing this in terms of agreements. And she wanted to know more about that appreciation. I had to pause and think about that. It was a great question and a lot of um, fodder for me to to think, why does his framing of this in this sense of agreements strike me so helpfully? So this is just some of what came up for me And I invite you, if this idea of making an agreement with yourself is useful for you, what is it about that that is is helpful? So what came up for me was that um, agreement somehow feels more purposefully binding than just setting my attention. I'm actually making an agreement to do this. To the best of I, the best I can. The agreement is not about perfection. The agreement is about practicing, um, um, practicing with me, perfectly flawed me um, in all of my moments. And someone last night added onto it that agreement um, implies making a strong choice, um, that I'm making the choice to do this. And I really like adding that into it too. So um, there is this making agreement, being willing to, to try to follow it, but there's something more about the word than just that. There's a particular tone in the word agreement that I think is very helpful to pick out. For example, say you have two people who are in conflict and they come to some agreement of how to move forward. That implies that they found a mutually acceptable way to put down a fight. It implies some goodwill, which makes moving forward possible. So this is really evident right in the root of the word "agree," and uh, the root of the word goes back to um, um, to please, to satisfy, to receive with favor, to take pleasure in. That that sense of the word agree, you can really hear it in agreeable. Um, um, If the day is agreeable, it just naturally implies a sense of pleasant in it. Um, And also right in the root of the word is goodwill and welcome. So if there is some sort of conflict which we're often in with ourselves or in with with others coming to an agreement can be seen as finding some path that has goodwill and ease to it if i carry all of these connotations into the idea of making an agreement with myself i am in essence Making an agreement to find a path of goodwill for me to be with me. That's a powerful agreement. Um, and agreements only work if they follow if they're followed. So I'm agreeing to make this practice of goodwill over and over and over. Um, whenever I fall off, which I will many, many times, that's not the point. The point is the agreement is to come back to this orientation, goodwill, empathy, and letting go. So carrying this kind of understanding of the word agreement into Ruiz's second agreement, don't take anything personally. Last week, we looked at not so much how Ruiz does, but how this idea has been shared many, many times through this lens of knowing that we are truly so interwoven into everything around us, that in actuality, there is no personal. It doesn't actually exist. It's a made-up concept. It's sometimes useful sometimes very not useful. But in reality, it's made up when our eyes are really clear to the nature of these body, mind, hearts, the nature of the world, the nature of things around us, we understand there is no personal, it doesn't exist. So in the context that um, this week we're going to look at is really from Ruiz's book. What he's pointing out is taking this idea of personal um, to hurt, blaming, shaming, judgments right there, never useful. And he makes a very powerful case for this. He looks at this idea of agreement in two uh, distinct ways. One, what others say about us. And two, what we say about ourselves. So in terms of what others say about us, I love how he languages this very blunt and to the point. So he says, whatever happens around you, don't take it personally. If I see you on the street and I say, hey, you are so stupid, without knowing you, it's not about you. It's about me. You take it personally because you agree with whatever was said. As soon as you agree, the poison goes through you, and you are trapped in the realm of hell. So he's making it clear that we, he, and he, he really drives this home. We only take things personally from others what we are willing to take as true about ourselves. Otherwise, there would be no reason that we would get mad, offended, upset. We simply wouldn't accept what they said. We would have no place to land. And I'm gonna add one little addendum onto that. There's a variation in here that's really helpful to highlight. It might be say somebody says something to me, and I actually I'm not taking that personally. I don't I don't actually buy what they're saying is true about me. Um, like they look at me and they say, "Hey, you are so stupid." Um, I'm not actually buying that about me, but I'm still like like rustled over the whole thing. What I know about myself in those situations is that then I, get, I can get offended at the idea that someone thinks that is true of me. It's another way of taking it personally. How someone, trying to take it personally, how someone else perceives me, I can't control that. So um, anytime someone is saying something to us that we are bristling over in some way or another, there is a way in which we are buying in to some degree in some way that needs letting go of. So his advice, see those words as reflections of having something to do with them, not us. He goes on, he says, what they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the agreements they have made in their own minds. That person tries to send, you, send poison to you. And if you take it personally, then you take that poison and it becomes yours. They can hook you easily with one little opinion and feed you whatever poison they want. And because you take it personally, you eat it up. You eat all of their emotional garbage. And now it becomes your garbage. But if you don't take it personally, you're immune in the middle of hell. Immunity to poison in the middle of hell is the gift of this agreement. And he means this at very large levels. Another point, he says, the whole world can gossip about you. And if you don't take it personally, you are immune. Someone can intentionally send emotional poison. And if you don't take it personally, you will not eat it. To learn to stand strong in this agreement is a particularly powerful way of being in a world where people chronically lash out at each other, growingly chronically lash out more and more at each other. Second part, what we say about ourselves all of the ways that our own minds create self judgment, self blaming, self shaming habits. Reeves points out we carry many divided voices in our own minds. He compares it to a huge marketplace with thousands of people bartering, talking and bartering at the same time, each with a different thought, feeling, point of view. That's kind of a helpful metaphor um, of understanding how there's not like one us there is this being that's carrying all of these influences from so many places um, and they're coming up in in these many, many sometimes divided crazy voices all around us. So we need to understand um, this kind of loud cacophony of voices that's not necessarily all helpful. (laughs) So we have to have some practice to use wise discernment to navigate the mind. Um, And even though he doesn't specifically say this in this chapter, the first agreement is a great place to start with this. Be impeccable with your word. Meaning take great care with how you speak to yourself. And then don't take personally any of the crazy messages your mind might create. Don't let yourself... Poison yourself and eat garbage um, with those messages. Finally, the last thing I want to say is something that he doesn't actually clearly spell out in this chapter, and it needs to be here. It's an important part of this agreement of don't take anything personally. So if someone gives me the message that I'm saying something that is hurtful for them. Here's what Bruce does point out very wisely, very helpfully. It hurts not because of what I actually said, but rather because this person has a wound on which those words land. If they had no wound, my words wouldn't cause them any pain. Getting clear on this is really helpful because it keeps us from trying to take responsibility for something that might not be ours. And this leaves something out if we stop there. I want to learn how to use words that are less likely to fall onto wounds. We are very tender, wounded people. And not taking things personally doesn't mean I reject all the messages that I'm getting back, that I'm actually being hurtful in a way that's not helpful. I need to, I want to learn to use words that cause less harm, that are more likely to open doors to mutual healing. So this second agreement needs the strong backing always of the first. Be impeccable with my word. It means it needs my willingness to be open to learning and growing always in response for how my words are landing with others. It's not, re- it's not useful to go into reactive self-blame for poor use of words. It is highly useful to use any feedback, and to make an effort to do wise learning from any wise learning needed from the feedback. So don't take anything personally. How might that be useful for you? Let's pause for a moment right here. If you were to offer this agreement to yourself, whatever's arising in this moment right now, how might that lens be helpful for meeting this moment? Thank you.